And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 186 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Howdy. How we doing? Everyone have a good week? It's been a week of weeks. It's this been... has been the week of weeks. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Every day has felt like, okay, tomorrow's Friday, right? Yeah, I told Jen I haven't seen her in like two weeks, and I was last night I was like, it feels like it's been like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I spent the week waiting for Pokemon to come out, so it did seem <laughs> eternal. <laughs> Very nice. Frankly, the fact that I'm not playing Pokemon right now is a small miracle. <laughs> you brought it with you, though, right? Like, no, I didn't. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and play while we record. And I can't play while I drive. I mean... There's not much point that's, in... That's fair. Bringing it like, oh, stopping the... at red lights. Oh, there's little... self-driving cars. When I know. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I will, I will continue to drive myself. I will not. Yeah. I will continue to not drive myself. There, there will be a point when you won't be able to. But... <laughs> Mm, no. Okay. I, not in, I don't think in our not lifetime. Not in our lives. Mm, we'll see. I don't, I, yeah, I, I, that may be true. I don't think I in don't our know. lifetime. It would be cool though. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for self-driving cars to be affordable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't want to have a cold conversation on that because we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> are we not? Wait. What are we here for? What podcast is this? Oh, shit. I this thought all we did was shit talk. Sorry, wrong podcast. Yeah. I don't, hold on. <laughs> Switching gears. Ah, uh-huh, I see what you did it. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> comics. Let's talk about comics. Fine. Yeah, I did already say the name of the podcast, and it is Panelology, so we can't really plausibly deny that. Unless you're talking about car panels, then it would be. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Quarter Panelology. Quarter Boom. Panelology. Nice. I need more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is like, I spent a whole week without you, chuckle fucks. I'm done. Also, I stayed up very late the last two nights. Oh, of course you did, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. I know what kind of trash I am, and I'm not ashamed (laughs) of it. And knowing is half the battle. Well, if you're trying to fight, anyway. (laughs) Speaking of knowing your trash, let's check in on Scott Summers. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Nice! Nice! (laughs) And X-Men number two, or subtitled, How Islands Get It On... My God, this book, my God, my God, this book, it was so funny. My God, it was so funny. I was just waiting for the paddle where the volcano erupts. Oh my God, yes, yeah. Some crashing waves. Yeah. Instead, we got the the more subtle flower blooming. Yes. So before we dive deep in this one. <laughs> like they did. Yes. A helpful public service announcement. Oh, yeah, for God's sake. <laughs> that I thought I made last week, but we'll apparently be, was not clear enough We'll be about. very explicit on this one, yes. Uh, read X-Force number one before you read any more X-Men books that are published after. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Brian and I, we didn't do that. We didn't do that, and we just went right into this, and hey, there's a big spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. This is post something epic happening. Yeah. So don't read Fallen Angels number one and don't read X Men number two until you've read X Force yeah. number one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So X Men number two. Uh, no man is an island. No island is an island. No island is a man. But they all get it on. Hey, make more mutants. <laughs> make more mutants. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, there is another island that shows up. Araco. Yes. Um, and Krakoa starts moving towards it. <laughs> and Scott wants to find out why. Because his immediate thought is always negative, and it's always, oh, Krakoa's gonna kill this thing. Well, yeah. Or this thing's so, gonna kill Krakoa. Right, well, yeah. He, yeah, that was just it. He didn't know. And right. to, uh, in, his, in Scott's credit, he just wanted to go investigate and see. And have family um, fun time. Right. Yeah, so he spend time with his children. He invites Rachel and Cable to go with him. Um, actually, I think as he puts it, yeah, I'm going to go kill, maybe end up having to fight some monsters. You guys want to come along? <laughs> yes. And so they go, and we meet a new character on this island who is kind of its caretaker, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah. And uh, he is a summoner, which there's a good couple of page explanation of what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finally meet him, and this is, uh, Cable's response is my quote of the week. Yeah? Yeah. Brian's quote of the week. So, this person is talking a different language, so they're, they can't understand each other, and Cable goes, hey, I've got an idea. I'm gonna give it something. Here, friend, for you. Maybe you'll understand. And then in the other language, the guy goes, ah, gift, thank you. And... Cable goes, see? Success. I'm a good person. I do good things. That's why people love me. You should remember that, Rachel. What'd you give him? Uh, Something awesome. A thermal grenade. My last one. And so, of course, the guy hits the button. Right. It blows up. (laughs) Right? It goes off. And they look up, and Cable goes... I honestly don't know what else I was thinking could have happened there. And (laughs) Rachel goes, well... You were probably hoping for the best. After all, you're a good person. You do good things. That's why people love you. <laughs> can we can we just acknowledge Cable and Rachel are in fact Sterling Archer and Lana <laughs> Yes. yes. Minus a few key details, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> They're summers as we don't know that. Oh, 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 no. No, no, no. They're so siblingy in this. No, they're so siblingy. Don't even. But we also get the bit with Kid Cable having the whole, did you know this cable? Yes, I knew that cable. Did you know this oh, cable? Every part of him was fantastic in this book. Every every time he opened his mouth, oh, I was dying laughing. Oh, I gotta say, the this new Summers family dynamic is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. I appreciated the, do you love someone? Let's say for the sake of conversation, yes, I love Love, I love one someone. Yes. yes. I was like, he... Complicated question. But the actual best part of this was when the islands start to do it. Yes. And, yes. and Cable's like, what was that? <laughs> and Scott, like, Scott reaches up and covers his eyes and he's like, well, that's how every one of my best mistakes has started. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, I, neither of them has read uh, House of X and Powers of Ten. That's right. Yeah, little known fact: Facebook did not have a complicated relationship status until Scott Summers joined. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Summers is in a relationship with his wife and his wife's clone and his wife's time traveling alternate <laughs> doppelganger. 
and also maybe Logan. And maybe Who knows? Logan now. Who knows? Yeah. I assumed he meant Emma, but okay, that is possible too. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Emma. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's right. That's the one I meant. Uh, Emma, yeah. not not Logan. Emma. Definitely Logan. Okay. Just gonna just gonna move on. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. Well, I was trying to workshop a porn bub joke, but it didn't. <laughs> work. No, all you had to say was porn bub. That's porn it. Bub. <laughs> you got there. Don't worry. That was perfect. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Now, oh fuck. I need a shirt. Oh fuck. I need a shirt. Tm 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 tm. I need a shirt. Porn bub. <laughs> I need this. Oh my god. I'm like, I need a smooth boy shirt, sure, but I need a porn bub shirt. Just this porn bub with like Wolverine's costume. I mean, we have in the lettering. We have a place for merch. Get on that. <laughs> Do it in the old Wolverine font. Yeah. <laughs> porn bub. Porn bub. <laughs> oh, We're so the good. best okay. at what we do, and what we do is very nice <laughs> and sticky. Whip, <laughs> whip. Oh, oh my! But we did get, we did learn of the existence of uh, uh, this other island in House and Powers. Yeah, because yes. we learned that originally Krakoa and uh, Ararak or whatever yeah. were a single island called Akora, and all of these are anagrams for each other. Right. Yeah. Yes. And now, so it's it not is confusing again. at all. No. And now it is again. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we we get one reference here that Akora was hanging out in other the world. other world. Yeah. So probably this is tied to what is going on with yeah uh, Excalibur. Right. That's mm-hmm. the name of that book. Yes. Like which which one? There are six of these. Now. Yeah. They're clearly that's going to be a, that's going to be a big storyline. Yeah. But I mean they're they're referencing it in too many places and putting too many ties in place. Yeah. I mean we yeah. see ties in this. We see ties in what's going on between Apocalypse and the person the the summoner. We. I'm meet. sorry. Who? I'm sorry. Two bits. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Two bits. Yeah. Two bits and the person we meet in this. And then we also get, you know, the the whole Psylocke Betsy right. uh overlap in Fallen Angels. Yes. Yes. I'm taking a picture of my dog, don't worry. Okay. He's very cute right now. It was yeah, bound sleeping. to happen eventually. No <laughs> Who is the summoner? Uh, summoner is um Are we spoiling? Yeah. I mean, most people are. Well, but yeah. He's like okay, specifically the, the child of. Are we, we don't spoiling? Have, we don't I have to spoil technically, it. Technically, I guess grandchild, right? Maybe, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, all we'll say is Apocalypse, or two bits, recognizes his seed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Make more mutants. <clears throat> no, it's not a sperm joke. It's uh, There's a like actual seed that gets yeah, implanted. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just, uh, no, I, I believe his exact comment is, and which of my children is mother to yeah. So we did spoil it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, yeah. once he said that, once he said two bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is a very good book. So, uh, so good. yeah, I, I guess wait. that's I guess that's one way to uh, uh, add more space for more mutants. Yeah. <laughs> Except it seems like maybe not. Why is that? Because he lives there now. Well, yeah, but they can communicate with him now, so that's yeah. that's that's a good yeah. start. Yeah, I did. I loved Scott's whole. Yeah, you help download Krakoa's language into every mutant, right? Oh, I didn't think of doing that. Okay. Yeah. Whose idea was it to let the one person who could talk to this island go into space? <laughs> yeah. Was it yours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guilty as charged. 
Yeah, it might have been. How about Fallen Angels, Brian? Oh my gosh. This is mostly about Psylocke. Not Betsy Braddock, but Psylocke. So Psylocke, formerly known as Quadden. Yes. Uh, and kind of maybe not again, but now really just Psylocke. Yeah. Right. As she puts it, <clears throat> she took my body, I'm taking the name. <laughs> yep. I'm keeping the name. You get it. Um, She has a vision. Mm-hmm. And um, this vision basically tells her that there is a new god, kind of. Yeah. I think they call him a god, right? Yeah, like a, a god of mercy. Right. Who is basically going to unleash a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And that she needs to stop him. Well, to do that, she has to get off the island and... She is not given permission to leave the island. Because it's in lockdown because of the events of X-Force number one. Correct. Yeah. Right. (laughs) However, uh, although she is not given permission to leave, she is told she could go talk to somebody else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) I cannot let you leave this island. Go talk to Sinister. Yeah. Go talk to Sinister. (laughs) Are you... Are you... Telling me the rule and telling me how to break it. I am in mourning and I forget many conversations. Officially. <laughs> right. I, I love Sinister in this. I love Sinister <laughs> and Magneto both of this. Yeah, this Sinister it. is the best of Sinisters. <laughs> he is. He's like, don't bore me. <laughs> Just don't bore me. <laughs> so. I need Cy- to see Sinister and Cyclops throw a house party together. Oh my god. My god. It would be very horny. It would be so horny. <laughs> it would be horny. the horniest. <laughs> The most like, like, I think it would move islands to get it on. <laughs> I feel the earth move, move under my feet. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Also, we definitely, like, saw straight up unfiltered sex in a book. That, that That's just. Well done. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And special guests, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. <laughs> Way to slip one past the censors, if you know what I mean. Uh, so she is told that she should go find help from other people who are, uh, shall we say, a bit restless in this paradise. Bored with things being peaceful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so she goes finds Cable and Laura Kinney. <laughs> I refuse to call her X-23, because that is the stupidest damn name ever. Yeah. Like, just call her Laura if you're not gonna... Yeah. yeah don't call her... Whatever. Um, we have two Spider-Men, we can have two Wolverines. She's fucking Wolverine, moving on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yep. But, so, so, she and Laura go to kind of start tracking this down to see if it's real, to start with. <laughs> I love Laura in this. <laughs> Yes. She is so good. Psylocke threatens the person that they're talking to, and his two bodyguards are like, and Laura's just like, and puts blades up underneath both their chins. She's like, um, she's talking. You guys just calm down. <laughs> I had this conversation earlier this week. Uh, if if there's any comic book character that I just am, it's Laura Kenny. Oh, it's just Laura Kenny. She's Kenny's. so great. Um, The actual best. Yeah. She's the best at what she does, and what she does is be the best. <laughs> Yeah, so essentially they find out it's true and that what the what's going to happen here is that basically they've uncovered that this person has created a techno technology based drug. Yeah. Yeah. Which all I can think of is oh shit so it's the same dopamine it's that that like iPhone games give you. Yeah, mm-hmm. mobile games give you. Yeah. 
How about that? It's just a constant feed of liking and subscribing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You can do that for us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Give us a dopamine hit. Uh, but yeah, so and I, I, I like the write-up that all of these, not all of them, most of these mutant books have like a one-page text page mm-hmm. that's like kind of a deep-dive explanation of something, right? Yeah. This one is on this new drug, and it talks about how, because it's technology-based, there's like no chemical change at all to, like, it's not a it's not a drug, so there's not like some kind of something you can introduce to counteract. Right. Yeah, that it is, and all of the parts that make up this device are all legal, but combined into the final device is it is elu- but they're like we can't stop it really we don't, yeah yeah you can't sell the device but you can get all the parts and build right your own. exactly <laughs> yeah like that's just crazy mm-hmm. and you know i did have one question about it which was okay but if it causes a change in your body to make you feel a high that has to be a chemical change because that's how human bodies work sure <laughs> can't you just did you just counteract that? What I really dig about this setup, and like all of these in general, like this is true oh, yeah. of every one of these books, but I think this is maybe the clearest example, <clears throat> is how it is so very obviously like setting up, if not the things we see in Powers of Tin in the future, versions of things. Yeah. And an issue into everything now too, into X-Men. What I'm really digging is this idea that Hickman has not shown us what will happen. Right. He has shown us what could happen or what has happened in actual timelines and given us all these parts to chop and screw and given the other writers on these books all these parts to chop and screw. So, like, everything we see looks familiar, but there's still no, this is inevitable, this must happen. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, all these parts are all simultaneously on the board and could or could not or could do something different or could be solved it's it's almost like he wrote the alternate universe version first which i mean he did right he wrote the alternate universe version first and then said okay now tell me what happens in canon yeah yeah because that didn't happen first it's like like, which is so backwards built the toolbox and handed it to everyone else yeah the other thing i like about these is maybe with like one or two small exceptions these books all have very different tones i think yes yeah, like they have different vibes and emotional feels to them when you read them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of like, I think I said this last week with, with Meg, it's kind of like Marvel movies, mm-hmm. where they're all superhero movies, but they're also all different genre flicks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the same vibe from, from these X-Books. Yes, agreed. All right, Runaways, number 27. <sighs> I mean, we haven't talked about Runaways in a while. No, we haven't. I'm so glad you're caught up, because how good is this book? Oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. So, um, kind of the issue before this one, they essentially, maybe it was, I guess it was two issues ago, they ended up having to move out of their kind of underground. Yeah, their lair. Their lair where they had been living ever since the original series. Right. Right. Um, and <laughs> since they don't have anywhere to go, they actually have met this new superhero named Justice. Yeah. Who's like that kind of character. I don't know. Maybe he existed. I don't think so. Um, I never actually looked. Well, but he was very much like if you took a pulp character and then reintroduced him in the 80s and then gave him like different iterations over time, this is where he would be now after like years of continuity and then folding it together and then streamlining and you'd have this guy there was a justice in the 80s yeah there was a it was a part of the new universe marvel's new universe uh, line 
that it seems like a very different character than this guy. Yeah, I, that is, it can't be the same one. So, um, but um, there is like a whole history to this guy, and like it's all very public. And like he had the J team, which was like essentially like a Teen Titans, yeah, side, or Young Justice, yeah, you or Young Justice uh, squad, right? He's Doc Justice, and and right, yeah. and there's been uh, several different you know incarnations of them with different members or whatever. So. Essentially, the Runaways are now uh, guests in his mansion, and in this issue, they all get cost- new costumes mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, kind of become or take over some of the roles from this J Squad. See, this is this is the book I expected your quote of the week to come from. Yeah, that's fair. Because of the costume change sequence. Yeah, there Nico is Nico has the one costume that's just like late 80s, early 90s, all straps. It's just all straps. And Gert's like, if someone shoots at you, try to catch it with your nipple, because that's the only thing that's covered. <laughs> yes. The reactions on everybody's faces is like yeah. the whole most hilarious. Caroline is like smiling because she's happy about it. Of course. <laughs> Molly is like frowning. She's like, ugh. Yeah. Caroline is like, girl. Yes. Hang oh. on to that one for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't put that back. Keep that. We'll keep it. Keep we'll keep out. it. It's, we'll keep it. Yes, uh, I I I like all of it, and then yeah, like they get a, a costume for Molly that is essentially Hit Girl. Yeah, right, and they're all like, "No!" It's like this old school girl with her thing and pigtails, and mm. they're like, "No!" It's pretty funny. We also learn that not only not only is the pride still around, but it's the thing that Doc Justice has been dealing with. Obviously, their parents are not there, but the structure, the bureaucracy of the Pride right. remains. So question, Brian. Mm-hmm. Do you think Doc Justice is on the up and up? I think there's something about him. Yeah, definitely. And I'll be honest, I don't know if it's him or if it's, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matthew. So you think the butler did it? I, I think it might be, yeah. And in some ways, that would almost make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew um, is like his... His butler assistant, like he just kind of does everything. Yeah, he's his guy in the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing about this issue, though, mm-hmm. is the cat bringing a mouse to Gib. Oh, that was—I think that was last issue. Was that last issue? I, I thought so. that was because this this, this is the one where she brings him the eggs to try to make. <laughs> oh, I did read them together, yeah. so maybe that was the. End it of was, the but one. yes. Well, still, oh, shout out to that moment. That was great because you know. Gib basically has been hungry since he got here, mm-hmm. and like they give him food, but that doesn't satisfy because the only thing that satisfies him is sac- life sacrifices. Yeah, right. So the cat brings him a dead mouse, and that oh. sustains that gives him some. <laughs> oh my goodness! Of course, then old lace brings him a dog. Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It does escalate quickly. <laughs> it does, escalate but the cat quickly. thing was sweet. The cat thing was cute. <laughs> Morbius number one, Jen. Yeah. Good, good vampires. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this because it gave us a bit of origin without being an origin story. Yes. Like, they did they did it good. They did it real good. Yes, this is Vita Ayala. And, like, I really like the, the not just the origin, but kind of the, like, philosophy of. That could have been done very badly. Yeah. But, like, turning the narration, the the captions into, this is the problem people make, and here is how I see it, Mm -hmm. actually worked for me in this case. Yeah. 
So in this, we get Morbius attacking a big group of villains. And the main villain guy, uh, what's his name? The Melter? The Melter. He, he does, he, he does stops some, the world and he, melts with you. <laughs> Damn it. That's really good. <laughs> Damn it. Um, he, he gets his melt on with a few people accidentally. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's pretty awful to get trying to stop this, uh, this unseen force that's killing every well, not killing everybody, but maiming everybody. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't work, no. but Morbius is just trying to get chemicals. So he can continue experimenting on himself because that did him real well the first time. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was really good. There wasn't yeah. a lot in the, I think the next issue will be more of a more, more. We'll talk about that more. Yeah, I think the but main thing really we get is kind of the reveal at the end that someone is here to hunt Morbius. Yes, I but don't know who that someone. I is. I don't know either. Doesn't it always seem like the Melter should be a Plastic Man villain? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, actually. Yeah. Or maybe Metamorpho. Yeah. There aren't too many ice themed superheroes, no, but yeah. maybe Commander Cold from Flash. Okay. Ice Man. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. You know that same one? universe. That one. That Said so there aren't many. <laughs> Didn't say there were none. Killer, <laughs> Killer Frost. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. There are actually okay, quite a Mr. few. Okay, Mr. Freeze. What? It's not, it's not cold-based? Hero. Oh, hero. Well, that's fair. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Most ice-themed characters are villains. Yes. Well, I see. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Hashtag not all ice characters. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Triggered that one, didn't I? <laughs> uh. Anyway. God, yes. God, now I can. God, now, I, 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 I need a panel. Of, gave me the cold shoulder on that I one. need a panel of Bobby with a shirt. This is hashtag not all ice people. Now, you know that would be Quentin wearing it. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would be would. Quentin hanging out below decks with Bobby. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. Reaver number five. Oh. I hardly know her number five. <laughs> wow. So we haven't talked a lot about this book. I, this book is phenomenal. Like, I really, 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 really love this book. This is um this is the fantasy book that involves kind of like a almost like a dirty dozen or suicide squad like this Magnificent the, Seven. Yeah, the the throwaway characters who, you know, they got nothing to lose kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Are sent on this mission, but it is one hundred percent the characters themselves that make this book. And they are fantastic. They're so different. They've got such great personalities that, that can you, they can play off of, but the the this uh, what do they call them the skin eater? Mm-hmm. She is the best. The best. She's she the best is character. The best. Yes. Um. But I did like like I, it was it was not somebody that I had really given a lot of thought to, but Essen Breaker in this one is really gr- yeah. This is his moment when he steps up. Oh dang. Yes. Oh dang. Yeah. Um. And he is like the barbarian guy, and and he is great. And we get a huge reveal as far as another character and what's really going on in that relationship that he okay. they have. Okay, cool. I need to check this out at it's some so point. Good. Yeah, like I mean, this is what five, I think. Yeah, and so trade should, first trade should be out probably pretty soon. Awesome. Yes, family tree number one. Hey, this was Jeff Lemire. So guess what? Good, good book. Good, good book. The end of the world is happening. And its bark is worse than its bite. Yeah, but I feel fine. <laughs> yes. No, Brian. 
No, Brian. Um, this this teenage boy gets in trouble for pot at school and his mom has to go pick him up and where do you think i got the pot bomb yeah oh i wonder where i got that from i was like oh i'd punch him right in the face <laughs> i would just punch him right in the face uh but that's why i'm not a mom so no, the, the, the answer is <laughs> the answer is oh so not only did you do that you lie and you stole also <laughs> so you brought an illegal substance to school that you stole yeah yeah right. you got the high ground here kid well and i love that the principal was like throwing shade at the mom and it's like motherfucker you don't know me yeah you don't know what i do is my kid going through some shit yeah but guess what we all are i liked i liked the mom i like the mom a lot in this The mom is good yeah i hope she continues to be good and is not a piece of shit because i feel like it's easy to turn her into a piece of Mm -hmm. shit but i don't think jeff lemire goes the easy road especially given who the uh who the mystery man in this book turns out yeah yeah uh how about the daughter the daughter is, is cute. Um, She's got a rash on her arm, and that rash spreads, and it turns out maybe she's turning into a tree. Yeah. It's like grayscale, but for trees. But for trees, yeah. She's got uh the human papillomavirus and um turning into a tree. This, uh, what is it, farmhand? <laughs> no. It made me, when the branch started growing out of her back, it did make me think a little about it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that... that the mom is like, a, she's checking the, the girl out because it, it started out as like a little rash on her arm and then it spread everywhere. And she's checking out the little girl and the little girl is freaking out because of course she is. And she's like worried that mom, the mom is mad at her. And she's like, it's okay, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, we just have to go. And the boy is like, where are we going? To the hospital, duh. And the boy starts saying something and she's like, shut the fuck up, you're freaking her out. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so I love the mom in this, by the yeah. way. Did I say that already? Let the record reflect. Yeah, please don't turn her into a piece of shit. So Do we right, th- Jeff Lemire. So what'd you think of mom? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually hated her. Yeah, She was kind of a birch. Kind of a... Oh, you... Wow. <laughs> You flacking birch. You, you forking you forking birch. Forking. That's even better. So good. I need to watch this week's episode of The Good Place. Oh, I need to get caught up. <laughs> so good. Yes, you do. Tales from the Multiverse, Blackest Night. Uh, nobody else read this. Not yet. You birches. <laughs> um this I'm just, I'm just gonna leaf that there. Yeah, you should leaf it. Um, yeah, right. Alex, you're okay. like, no, 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 no tree puns. No tree puns. Thank you. Arbor, I hardly know her. Oh, God. So this I is. I tried not to. This... I tried. No, I was no, going to let didn't. you move on. No, you did not. So this is basically a what if book. This is what if Sinestro did not give away the power of the white ring? What if he didn't give it to everybody? What if he just kept it for himself? What if um, Grodd was one of us? What if, what if Grodd was one of us? <laughs> Well, he probably wouldn't fight with Superman as much, probably. I don't know. Lex does. Yeah, but Grodd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I meant the Flash. Brain. Hello. Brain Flash? Oh. Brain Flash. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. What if? What if? What if? What if Sinestro? Yeah. Um, and it turns out that what would happen is there would be almost no one left in the universe alive. Almost no one except Scott Free, who's a master escape artist, so of course he gets out yeah. of things. Um. Lobo, who has the ability to regenerate all of his cells yeah. and can fight off whatever, doesn't matter, because, right. you know, space herpes, whoa. Um, like, 
Let's be honest. If he didn't have that ability, he'd be dead a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> As a quick aside here, uh, they've announced the follow-up to Deceased, and it's What Are the Villains Doing? And if Lobo is not in that in light of this conversation, <laughs> yes. I'm going to be Fuck very disappointed. yes. Yeah. Let's see how Lobo does with anti-life. But the other person who's left alive is Dove. Fucking Dove. Because she is oh. the embodiment of hope. Right. Ah. And... Every bit of Lobo capturing her and taking her across the universe and all this other stuff. It's just so fucking funny. And oh, yeah, he maybe has feelings for her. Oh, my God. All I could think of is poor Dove. Like, like Dove thought Hawk was bad. I know. <laughs> this is like Lobo is like Hawk times 10. Yeah. Yes. Lobo, the new Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay to her, though. He's okay to her. Yeah. Um, It's a one-shot, so I really don't want to spoil the ending. It's super fast yeah. read. It is so fucking good. Sinestro is great in this. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I loved I'm it. definitely going to read this. You should. Yeah. You should. I loved every second of it. Cool. Yeah, and I don't know if we've really mentioned it. There's like five of these Darkest Nights. And basically what they're doing is they're taking, like, these classic arcs, story arcs, mm-hmm. yeah. and rewriting them as, like, Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Yeah. Like, there's a death of Superman where Lois becomes the Eradicator. Right. There's a Nightfall. Um, and, oh, you know the one I'm looking forward to, though. The Teen Titans Judas Contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, I realized that was one of them. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, baby. Nice. I want that one so bad. That's December, I think. Are you nice. watching Titans right now? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. I need to catch up on it because there everything I hear about this season makes me want to watch. This it. season is is like I, I, they found their footing, is what how I'll put it. Yeah. Good. I need to need to get caught up. Yeah. Far sector number one. Oh, this is an interesting book. This is an interesting book, but first, mm. because I see Jen ready to come out of the chair because she knows what's coming, I have an entry for Jenna's Conspiracy Corner. Give it to me. I didn't read this book, so sock it to me. You didn't read this book. I do have a photo here on my phone. Sweet. Jenna's Conspiracy Corner. Let me just... Uh, I'm going to go get my red yarn. I'll be right back. Revert to original. There we go. If you can just send that to the printer behind you. Do you uh, recognize this this alien script? I mean, what if I said no right now? Then I would take that as a segue to say what the conspiracy is. Kate, hang so on, tell wait, me. wait, wait. I want to. I want to find it. It's the it's the font used for every word, every letter of alien anything in this entire book. This is not like one panel somewhere. This is everything, every sign on this planet is in this font. Uh, it's not Krakoan. It's not Krakoan. Uh... I don't know. It is another green character. It's the dupe font. Dupe. Seriously? Yes. It's the font that dupe speaks in. Oh, 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 oh. <sighs> and uh. I have translated about half this book using the font translation for, for, dupe. for dupe. And does it track? It does. There are a couple of places, like actually this panel, there's, I think a word got like line returned in the middle and the letter got cut off. Okay. But it does track. But for the most part, it yeah. totally tracks. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Every every word of alien language in this book is dupe speak. That's <laughs> Okay, and what is this book? Tell me what this book is. Uh this okay. is a it was originally announced as part of Young Animal, but then sort of got delayed and extended and they announced the end of Vertigo and other imprints. So like it's just a black label book now mm-hmm. for DC. Um it is about a Green Lantern out in, like, the furthest possible sector of space. Like, like, it might not even have a number. Right. 
it is so far removed. Um, it is in this society that is formed of three different alien races, mm -hmm. which were invaded and did not take kindly to it. So they destroyed the two planets they shared and built a new one. Right. And have just, like, locked away all emotion so that they don't destroy themselves or each other. One is basically, to quote the book, a sentient search engine. Yes. Okay. The, and they are the, uh, it's the at symbol, and then AT, so they're the at-ats. Yeah. Yes. And they said don't laugh. <laughs> there are no ATSTs, though. Right. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, no chicken walkers. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, and on this planet where, like, people can die, and there are, like, minor crimes, but no one has been killed in the history of this planet. Someone turns up dead, well, half-eaten. since they've since, locked away the emotions. Yes. Right, yes. Someone turns up dead, half-eaten by what is 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 clearly like a member of one of these specific three races of aliens yeah, yeah the other two races are the na who were like these uh, they'd be like the elves essentially yeah. kind of right um and they have like these super florid names that are part of you know who they are and uh and then the the last one are the like such and such of the twilight hemisphere right of the crashing wave coast or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um and then the ketopli which are kind of like plant human or not, not human but plant humanoid yeah. type people right um who are very much like the nature right they're the druids they're the druids yeah, yeah. yes um yeah and it's a murder investigation. Huh. Like the the Green Lantern and this like, like she's not from here. She's human. She's, she's from, from Earth. Earth. Yeah. Um. They've requested a Green Lantern from Oa to come in and supervise because they don't know how to investigate a murder. <laughs> they have no procedure for this. They don't know what to do with the body. They don't know how to look at it. They don't know how to chase. I down mean, leads. all you have to yeah, do like, is watch an episode of CSI. Well, that's essentially she almost kind of references yeah. that. She's <laughs> like, she's like, like. I guess you guys don't have a forensics team, but um, I don't know. Like, the one thing I do know, like, once you identify who this person is, you need to notify the next of kin. <laughs> right. It's like, like, she so clearly got that from TV. She's like, she yeah. takes yeah. her sunglasses off. I was waiting for it, because she's got this, like, pointy green visor. I just <laughs> yes. wanted her to, like, David Caruso that. Yeah. You're like, I guess we need to find this person's yeah. better half. Yeah. yeah. And then... They go to the autopsy and find it in someone's stomach. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, they, she does go to check on the perp and finds the perp uh, kind of exploded from the inside out. Would yeah, you say like, that's a fair like, description? Like kind of alien. Yeah. Yeah. Alien birth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really dug this. Yeah, it's... And I'll, there's a... The two sides of this are there's the, the, the crime and the investigation in that piece. And then there's her talking about this society and how it's different and how she might yeah. fit in and like kind of her internal monologuing, right? Yeah. Did we Which talk is about, also good. Did we talk about this as N.K. Jemison? Did we, we, no, we, we talked about it before we recorded. Yeah. yeah. This is N.K. Jemison, who is like one of the most prolifically awarded sci-fi writers. Yeah right now mm -hmm. yeah. i mean three years running with the nebula or hugo or both for like each book in the last trilogy she did yeah like the just the structure of this world yeah and how the races are described you can tell it's an author that is used to writing like a book and setting yes. all that up and and like having that in their head yeah and I, I the one thing i will say about this is it's all done it's all written like her editor yeah. has tweeted and been like i've got all 12 issues her scripts are tight i have to give her almost no notes 
you could you could not convince me this was the first comic she'd ever written, but it is. Um, it's damn good. It is great. It does feel less like issue one and more like chapter one. It does. It does. This is going okay. to be a almost like a uh, like a vision or Mister Miracle, but those and I think that's clearly because uh, he knows how to write the issues yeah. right. A little bit more. These, this very the, much felt like it's. Like this you is said, not chapter. episodic, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. This is one story, and like this is a good stopping point. Chapter two, right, will be next, yeah. but it's yeah. not like big dramatic reveal. I mean, it's a little it, dramatic. It, it, yeah, it but doesn't. It's not it, like, written to that. It's not okay. a oh, we're going to answer some questions and introduce more. That it's just this is a this this is a commercial break. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> in the same story. Right? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you don't read it in single issues, grab that trade. That is, that is, I think the gonna be the best way to read this. I think you're probably right. Yes, um, but I don't may, let that I may do my, you. I may do my save up five issues and read, you know, six at a time. Yeah, thing. I really hope that the recording is picking all this up. <laughs> Both dogs are out and they're like snoring, and Rusty's about to start yeah. barking. His little mouth keeps twitching. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's doing life. a run. Chase that bunny. You chase that bunny. <laughs> His, His little toes. That's great. Those front uh. toes are going down too. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad that this is a video medium. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Hey, we're 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 adequately narrating your sleeping dog. We should let him lie. We should. Oh. We should let him lie. Uh, damn. It was that was one of those I was like, I know where he's going. I am there he is. <laughs> Speaking of lies, Event Leviathan, number six. <laughs> hey, no more lies. All secrets revealed. Well. Almost. So, we learn who who am Leviathan. Who am Leviathan? Well, who am Leviathan? Do I mean, spoilers don't, don't. if you want to read this on your own. Skip I ahead, mean, read it and come back. Whatever. Here's the thing about calling the yeah. spoilers: it isn't the strictest sense a spoiler. It is so, I like this is the thing no, I love. Spoilers not it. in this. <laughs> this is the thing I love about it. It is so kind of a not spoiler too, because right? like it's kind of like that episode of Justice League where everyone gets like. The Flash and Lex Luthor switch bodies, mm-hmm. and the first thing Lex does is go in the bathroom and pull off the hood yeah. to see who is well, the Flash. Of course, yeah. And the first thing out of his mouth is, "I have no idea who this is." <laughs> yes. Yep. So <laughs> Leviathan unmasks. Spoilers. Who is Leviathan, Brian? Well, I mean, I knew. <laughs> it's Mark Shaw. Okay. Do you know who Mark Shaw is? No. Yep. <laughs> I knew. Well, yes, Brian, but you are that's, in your 50s. So, that's, that's so for the I'm, young crowd. That's because I'm super old, and I actually read the Manhunter series that he oh, was in. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, no. And we did okay. learn Correct. in a previous issue that, like, it was a Manhunter. Right. Yeah. Which meant it was one of two people. It was either going to be Paul Kirk or Mark Shaw. Like, it couldn't have been any of the other four Manhunters? It, no. Okay. No. Okay. It, no, it would have been one of those two. Yeah. Cool. And Mark Shaw actually makes more sense than than Paul Kirk. Mark Shaw was uh, even in the eighties during that series. He basically worked for Checkmate sometimes. I was going to and... say we got very close with her. This has to be someone from Checkmate. It right, has to yeah. be someone from that. Yes. So like he is, he has been part of the spy world in DC. Yeah. This whole time. Um, and but we find out why uh, the second group of detectives. Thought it was Sam Lane. Yeah. Right? Turns out because the plan that Leviathan has been following to destroy these organizations and recruit all the people, et cetera, et cetera, was actually created by Sam Lane. 
It's he basically, wrote it. It's like basically DC Spy Tower of Babel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote it as a warning. This is what could happen because of all the discontent and frustration that all of the people in the spy organizations are feeling right now. Right. And Mark Shaw saw it and said, oh, what a great idea. Yeah. You know it. what? Let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, wow, he's really disillusioned by Superman, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this... This is kind of, I mean, it's Bendis, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this kind of does that thing where you get, I'd say there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to oh, there's this. A, there's a resolution to this particular story, yes. But this is not the end of this story. This is something that's going to play yeah. out over probably the next year. Yeah, Leviathan is, he gets he gets away, and Leviathan, the organization, is still out there, and they've got more ideas, and yeah. they actually think that, you know, the fact that they, everybody now knows who he is and this organization could be a good thing and that it could open some different opportunities yeah. for them. It's like, okay. whoa. Leviathan is the one single intelligence organization that exists now. Mm-hmm. Lois Lane has like eight questions that she's going to go out and get answers to. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, Amanda Waller is still alive somewhere. Yeah, she's in the wind. Um, yeah. Okay, that classic Elton John oh, song, um, "Waller in the Wind." Uh, Batgirl is come reveals herself from inside the organization, and so now very clearly she is going to be a target, and that's going to yeah. follow into her story somewhere. Cool. We're going to get like uh, Red Hood is going to have yeah. stuff coming out of this because he was their prime suspect, mm-hmm. and he will like get involved in all of this in some way. Bendis and did you catch who it was at the end that was talking to Leviathan? Maybe. Remind me. Uh, this is one of the first uh, things I read this I want to make sure that I've got this right. Where is my event, Leviathan? Let's go to the end. But if I remember, I don't want to call it wrong in case I uh, say it. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Harper. And then when you see the shield at the end, right there. Oh, yeah. Guardian. Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Like from Metropolis Guardian, who is another character that you very rarely hear about, right? And Jim Harper, I think. I think so. Yeah. Guardian, I do know because of yeah. Grant Morrison's oh, Seven, right, yeah. 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 Seven Soldiers. Seven yeah. Soldiers. Yep. So he is apparently in Leviathan. Oh, snap. And is um, sounds like a, kind of a right hand man for. Yeah. Mark Shaw. Yeah. Oh, so good though. The Dollhouse Family, number one. So this is one of the Joe Hill horror books that's coming out. Um, uh, Hill House. Yeah. Right. And it's about a dollhouse through time. You know, before it was a dollhouse, and and while it's a dollhouse. Okay. And all that other stuff, because it's not really a dollhouse. <laughs> it's a I kind of. I haven't gotten that far. I'm like. A third of the way through the book maybe okay. it's like the mailbox in the lake house it, 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 there's... it is exactly that is damn alex <laughs> so apt it is exactly the mailbox in the lake house except it doesn't transport things through time there so are... it's nothing like the mailbox <laughs> yeah. in the lake house there are some <laughs> aspects of this just like a kind of the feeling or atmosphere that i get that remind me a little bit of lock and key a little bit yeah, like I like I don't think the obviously the you know the mechanics of how this are nothing like that. No, but just that same creepy vibe, but not always like not like psycho murder all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that there's going to be some psycho murder. In oh this. yeah, 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 yeah. There was murder of a psycho in this, so that's good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So this goes through the history of whatever's inside this dollhouse. Um. It starts with like the beginning of the universe, and then goes forward into this little kid Alice's life because she is bequeathed this from her great aunt, her great great aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Her great great aunt. Mm. Um. And apparently, everybody on that side of the family is batshit bonkers, nuts, crazy. Mm-hmm. 
which I did. I, I mean, uh, this is. I wonder if this was a purposeful. T- I did notice one of the family names on that side of the family is the Kents, and it just made me wonder. Yeah, yeah. It actually it goes because they were they were the original quote unquote builders of the dollhouse. I okay. keep dropping my phone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because my pants are very yeah. flighty. Um, they were the original builders of this dollhouse. And maybe they maybe they actually weren't. Like, maybe they mm. weren't. Maybe Joseph Kent found this thing and found a way to, like, lock it away or or or, or feed it or something. Something. Yeah. He found a way to use this thing. To man- or, manage it? Or this thing found a way to use him. No. Which is the more likely scenario. Um... But throughout this whole thing, we have Alice who who receives this dollhouse and falls in love with it and, and starts playing with it every day. And it's unclear whether her, her dad has always been a piece of shit. I think he probably has. It strikes me that he always um, has, yeah. Yeah, I think he always has been a piece of shit. But you see that he's an abusive piece of shit and starts threatening Alice and everything. And Like, I think maybe it gets worse. Yeah, right? yeah, I think it does. And, and I, will, I will just jump in and say, if you have a low tolerance, for that kind of thing this book will be a difficult read yeah yeah but i think the very last page is a good payoff for it even though i mean it sucks it just sucks you have to get through it to get there yeah but this house basically tells alice yeah i can i can fix this for you but you have to come and live with me forever you can't go back out you have to stay here as a little doll forever um so you're saying when the house wasn't sure what to do it asked the people that was already there and they said go ask alice no it's not but it's only not because the house always wins. I bet the house does always win. <laughs> but yeah, this was very good. I enjoyed this very much. It it was difficult because of, you know, domestic abuse, but it was still very well written. Also, it's Stephen King's son. I mean, yeah. they write about domestic abuse like all the fucking time. Well, I was going to say, Hill. I mean, this is his, his imprint. This is not Hill writing. Oh, it's not Hill writing? It's no. not? He, I, I don't, mm, he's writing a couple of these, but I don't think this is one of the ones he no. is actually writing. He's oh. writing Basket Full of Heads and he's writing like the last of the five that yeah. comes out. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean,. I will also say, like, if you're going to write about domestic abuse, a horror book is probably the right genre to do it in. Fuck yeah, it so, is. Yeah. It is not a value or quality judgment. I'm just putting yeah, no, the warning out there. Yeah, no, it's fine. Oh, yeah, this is M.R. Carey. Yeah. Hellmouth number two. So, I believe we have reached the point in the Buffy comics where my not knowing Buffy lore does actively work against me. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Why do you say that? Because I got to the end of this book, didn't understand what was going on, and went and looked up what is going on, and found all kinds of Easter eggs and ties back to, oh, it's this character from this season of Buffy who first showed up in this episode, probably pulling the strings, because of X, Y, and Z. The Master? All truth be told, I don't remember. I think he was the Big Bad of Season 7, maybe? Oh my god, I don't even know who the Big Bad of Season 7 is. The Dancing Demon. No. It's not that was season it's six. It's not glory, I think, anyway. right? No, it's not glory. I I don't, I I haven't read this one yet. I'm caught up on all the rest of the Buffy and Angel stuff. It's someone who has an army of undead or something like that. It's whoever they were fighting when I guess spoilers for the show when Anya and Spike are killed. Oh, that's the end. That's the very end. Oh, seven is the last season. Yeah, seven's the last season. Okay. Oh, okay. So oh. yeah, so it's that Hellmouth opening. Okay, which is. Okay. Well, it's the one under the school, that's, so yeah, it is that's, that. Hell that's, no. the, that's the least interesting one, in my opinion. So, see, there are things about the show that would have been helpful to know for context. 
see, I don't, I don't think so though, because you, we don't go into the Hellmouth. So these things that are happening, that's new shit. This is new territory. Yes, but I could put pieces together if I had. Nah. It's almost like you could get context clues by knowing the show, but like. But you don't have to know it. You here's, really don't. Because I'll tell you, I was fucking lost for a while. Okay. Oh, God, this and, is lost? Oh, that's awful. No. I'm, Wait, I'm, Ian Summerholder is still alive, though? Boom. We're fine. Well, to be clear, I don't boom. think it's bad, and boom. I didn't dislike it. I clearly felt like I was missing something, though. I felt that way, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely did, too. Because, I mean, I, and I asked you, I was like, holy shit, did Joyce die? Because I don't remember that happening. Oh, true, right. No, I don't think she's dead. I don't think so either, because she, sure she was definitely in the in beginning. The last Buffy yeah. yeah. I thought I, th- I thought that she and Boyfriendo were talking to each other. Yeah. Who knows? You don't say. But, um, yeah, because throughout this whole thing, like, it's doing that the classic get inside your head and show you all the people that you fucked over. Yeah. Thing for both, the, for both Buffy and Angel. And it shows Buffy her mom, so I was like... Well, maybe she just feels guilty about I mean, okay, but okay, yeah. but all but all of angels are dead. <laughs> well, yeah, but what what does he feel guilty about? Right. All these people who have died under his tutelage. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and let's be fair. If if you're a teenage girl, chances are you're gonna feel bad about something about your mom. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt and the emotional scars and baggage. What? No, my mom is great. Like I said, every teenage every teenage girl, <laughs> every teenage girl. Because, hey, guess what? Your mom used to be a teenage girl, too. Unless. Unless. Your mom is Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah. Then your mom was an old lady girl. Then your mom will be a teenage girl, and you'll get to deal with that. How hey, that? oh, my God. My mom is Benjamin Button. <laughs> and see, just think. We almost left this for Is It Still Good? <laughs> and we would have missed this important entry into Jenna's Therapy Corner. Jenna's Therapy Corner. No, my mom is great. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm contractually obligated to say no she really is great anyway <sighs> ghosted in la number five more teenage girl trauma <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got caught up on two issues of this so i got to see maurice trying to eat a young woman which was i mean i just when aggie came in and whisked him so good so so good i'm so glad this guy did not get to last more than four issues Hard agree. Hard agree. Hard agree. I mean, like, I was, I, I, I wanted to feel bad about the way that he died and all, but, but, like, he did that to himself, though. I mean, having bad things happen doesn't justify your being an angry old white man. Correct. Or an angry anyone. Yes. Just, like, if you don't want to be around people, that's fine. I get it. I don't like most people. I, I get it. But, like, don't blame other people for your bad fucking attitude. Yeah. Anyway, but this issue, um, we deal with the fallout of the last issue, which is that her favorite rock and roll star is dead. And is now her roommate. And is now her roommate. It's so good. They're they're adorable, by the way. They She's are. gonna get her into trouble, but they're adorable. Um, do you think the song she was teaching her to play on guitar was in fact the song from Ghost? I wanna believe that. I wanna believe that. Yeah. Because that's definitely the song I heard playing during yeah. the sequence. Well yeah. And and they looked they looked awfully cozy together. They did. Some good ghost romance in this yeah. one. Yeah. The the ex-boyfriend, Ronnie, mm-hmm. is falling for a ghost. Everyone's smooching ghosts. They want to get ghosted so bad. <laughs> I'm cool with it. But the best friend from high school, I don't remember They want to get ghosted in LA. They want to get... They, oh, my God. That's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Can see the light bulb that just went off over Jen's head. 
Um, it went on for the record. <laughs> you know, going off can mean turning on colloquially. The bomb went off does not mean the bomb stopped working. I mean, technically it does. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it didn't work technically, anymore. Technically it does mean that it stopped working. It, means it, it had, worked. Yeah, it had a catastrophic <laughs> failure and it has stopped working. <laughs> Its success is a catastrophic failure. Think about that for a second, will you? Stoner thoughts. What's up? Story of my life. <laughs> um. Or for Alex, life. Tuesday. <laughs> no, no. This is why I have a few friends. Oh. It's okay. We're enough, right? Can we be enough? You could be enough. Oh. <laughs> Gonna cry. Anyway, so yeah. Um, the the best friend from high school. I cannot remember her name. Bestie. Bestie. Bestie We're from high school. We're calling her best now. Best. Short for best friend. <laughs> no. Um, so they had Talking this big falling out in issue friend. one. And the best friend does a thing that I definitely did after high school and says, no, fuck this. I'm coming to you. We're going to deal with this shit. Um, and brings her ass to college in LA and is like, where's she at? Ronnie, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but you're going to tell me where she at. The ghosted has become the ghosty. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wait, the ghosty has become the ghoster. I don't know. She's ghosted Ghosts. on people now. She Ghosts. got ghosted on. Now she's getting ghosting. Getting ghosty? ghosty? Ghosted ghost stuff? Yes. All of the above? I remember this dress. I lost it on the beach while doing shrooms. Yes. Wait, what about Nancy Drew? <laughs> that's what the, the rock star chick, that's what she says about the ah, poster. Right. Uh, right. I was just like, yeah, girl, we've been there. Anyway. Still can't look those cows in the eye. Still can't. I hate your poop mushrooms. I don't know. I feel like I can see right <laughs> Another cool thing about this issue, there is a flashback sequence that Cena Grace drew. Yes. The writer. This, also a variant. This whole issue is very good. It is. It's weird when a dust mode is romantic, is all I'm going to say. Wow. Islands and dust modes. Mm-hmm. It's been like, a week, folks. It's been a week. <laughs> like the light is hitting you and passing through you. I just watched a dust mode go out of your eye. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no, stop being and attracted I... to this. Oh, God, I've got... Ugh. We'll <laughs> always have dogs. So, wow, that's... Uh, mm, this, it, I've got... I, 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 I have an eye... Self-edit, self-edit, self-edit. I have an eye thing. we'll have a clean take so I can cut that. I have an eye thing. I don't like eyes. I don't like when anything pertains to eyes. I don't like to look at eyes very much, except to go, oh, cool, you have eyes. Um, this is why Sauron is the most terrifying I, fantasy. I don't, I don't love Sauron, but it's because I used to know a person. That had eyes? Oh, that's that the had, problem. I, oh, People my God, I knew a person worst. who had eyes, and it was terrible. Why but can't it, they all be the Corinthians? It was. Tiny mouths. But this this <laughs> specific dust moat through the eye thing got me, um, because I used to know a person who, and I'm not fucking kidding you, this uh, used to like to lick people's eyes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not. He, uh, he used to lick people's eyes. And I'm like, okay. what the fuck is fucking wrong with you? You who, fucked up fuck. I don't want to yuck any yums, but oh, lo- high schoolers. Come on. Oh, so I was just uh, like, are you fucking kidding me? And he liked to have his <laughs> eye licked and he liked to be in front of people when it happened. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Is it possible? This person was a butterfly. It's <laughs> I thought he was a gecko, but yeah. Well, butterflies drink the tears out of turtles' eyes. Blech. So maybe he's a butterfly who become a man, much like Psylocke. <laughs> Just... I think I said become a man, became a man. <laughs> he become a man. <laughs> <laughs> we have gone down the rabbit hole here. We are all Alice in our creepy dollhouse yes. now. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, also, all I, all I can think of is Mulan. I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> 
I'll lick a man out of your eye. Oh, no. Speaking of eyeball licking, <laughs> nail biter is coming back. In oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly something that would be a nail biter. It is. Oh, my God. This person is a serial killer. You know that, right? He might be. I haven't really kept up because I'm like, please don't fucking lick eyes around me. But yeah, could be. Could. Could be. All right. Folklords number one. So good. No eyeball licking in this one. <laughs> 10 out of 10, no eyeball licking. Yeah. <laughs> please put that on the trade. Yeah. But now you know every time I'm like, this had eye stuff and I didn't like it. <laughs> or. That's why. Between now and issue five when this ends, have someone lick an eyeball. Don't put it on the trade. <laughs> Don't, don't. Anyway, this was a very good book. This is about a a fantastical world where magic is totally real, and there's this kid who has dreams about uh, our world, basically. Yeah, like the 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 idea of we live in the real world, and this kid has dreams of magic, and oh, you're a wizard, Harry. Right. You're an accountant, bro. <laughs> is kind of this. <laughs> Where J.K. Rowling writes a school about accounting. You're an accountant, Barry. Actually, that's graduation. I just described Taz graduation. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. So good, by the way. Oh yeah, I haven't started it yet, but I shall. This the second episode killed me. I would tell you. I would tell you who my favorite character is, but I can't because he doesn't have a name. (laughs) Anyway, so you just did. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes. Like, this kid, like, wakes up and puts on his three-piece suit and is ready to go, and then he steps out of the room, but he is in medieval fantasy village. Well, love his mom is like, well, his parent, I don't know if it's his mom or his dad or what, but his parent is like, are you really going to wear that? Yeah. It'd yeah. be like somebody wearing wizard robes here. <laughs> it's it's my questing suit. I want to see him start, like, dog con, as opposed to dragon con. Yeah. yeah. Totally normal animal con. Yes. yes. Horse con. Adorable. You take any animal and add a con, and it immediately sounds just a little creepy. Really? Because I was thinking it sounded amazing. Because, like, cat con, all about cats. I guess I'm just putting this layer of furry imagery you, on everyone. You're adding sex to animals, and stop doing that. And that's not just furry. That's actually. Yeah. 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 At any rate, <laughs> cat con. We'll go with cat con. Cat con. He's going to CatCon. Uh, but he, they have this ceremony in this world, or in this village in this world, where they have to announce their quests when they turn 18. Um, and his quest is going to be to find the folklords, so he can find out if this world he keeps dreaming about is real or not. It also positions questing as basically fantasy rumspringa. It does, and I fucking love that. Wonderful. I fucking love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's very. This is a very good book. It is. It's a five issue miniseries. Matt Kent, so good, so good. I did not realize this was Matt Kent. I'm gonna have to get this. Yeah, yeah it's it's right up your yeah. alley. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Is it still good? Black Hammer Justice League number five. Uh, me. <laughs> Everyone deals with uh, what's her name? Dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Madam Dragonfly. Madam Dragonfly's barn full of zombies. Batman and the Outsiders, number seven. Duke can no longer see the light. Oh. Collapser, number five. Uh, what's the name of the main character in this? Collapser. We'll Black just call him Collapser. Collapser loses his black hole and a star is born. The Flash, number 82. King Cold now rules Central City. Gotham City Monsters, number three. Brian. Um... The team acts together for the first time, and we get the reveal of what the bad guy's plan is. 
Once it, you might say that we get the Bible of his plan. Oh, is it the Black Bible? Brian's <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, number three, Brian. Um, Harley realizes that, well, if we were going to betray this person, then it probably only makes sense that he betrayed us. Yeah. <laughs> Harley learns the fundamental flaw in all villain team-ups. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> A necessary step on becoming a hero. Uh, Justice League Odyssey, number 15, Brian. Um, uh, Dexstar makes a deal that saves them all? If I had known Dexstar was in this fucking book, I never would have dropped off of it. Yeah, need it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There should be a law that any time a book is going to use Dexstar, it has to be listed on the cover to issue number one yeah. as mandatory reading. Mm-hmm. So, just so you're aware... Uh, just Dexstar approved, like, the old, like the old official Nintendo essentially license Essentially, the, the team that's running right now is Jessica Cruz, Blackfire, Starfire's sister, yeah. Dexstar, and a person <laughs> that I don't want to name because it is a massive reveal from last issue. Like, I need Blackfire... Big DC... You Okay, tell us off, off yeah. recording. Yeah. I need Blackfire to meet Deacon Blackfire as a side <laughs> note. Because that was who I thought yeah. they were talking about the first time Blackfire showed up in this. Like, what is Deacon Blackfire doing in space? That's a strange pull. That I saw. Me. Uh, Superman number 17. Superman and Kara and Zod hang out on New Krypton, and Soups decides maybe it is time to tell the truth. Yeah. Do you know what the truth is? Like, have you read ahead to see? I mean... I don't. I'm just... Oh, um... I've seen covers. I've seen the cover to this issue. Okay. Isn't the cover to this issue, like, him taking his glasses off? No. Oh. What was the cover to this issue? It's just, like, his back, like, the S on the cape. Oh. The cover to the next issue is him taking his glasses off. Ah, okay. I had a feeling it's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole one shot in January, maybe, that's just about like, it's all the Superman family writers right now. So, like, Fraction and Rucka and Bendis, and I think Jody Hauser has a story in it. It's just like what people, what how people respond to it. Responses yeah. are, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman number 82, Brian. Um, Cheetah. Cheetah grinds enough experience to summon the boss. <laughs> Future Foundation number four, Jen. Oh, fuck, I read two issues. Is it The Many Lives of Ricky Barn? Or is nope, it... that was three. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Maybe... This is a big fight sequence. Maybe we don't know Yondu like we think we do. Maybe maybe this is not Mary Poppins. Is it Yondon't? Yondon't. Holy shit, Brian, you figured it out. Yondu or Yondon't, there is no Yondry. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's different green. Not until not until I write him at least. Guardians of the Galaxy number eleven. Uh, it is a free for all in space church. <laughs> the space poop. History of the Marvel Universe number five. Marvel history finally catches up to when I started reading weekly Marvel comics. Hey, uh, I'm making it about me. Woohoo! Invaders number eleven. Uh, Captain America and his new human buddy Namor decide to try to get off of the island they're stranded on and fight the evil part of Namor's brain that's sentient and exists now. I'm a little fuzzy on a couple of things that happened in this book. Was Namor as shirtless throughout the issue as he appeared to be on the cover? He's Namor. Okay, good. We're good. All right, that's fine. He's just a, he looked like a total snack on yeah. the cover. There is one issue left of this. It's a snack with two seats. The snack that smiles back. Namor. Namor. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I need little there Namor is, crackers. There's the birch. 
<laughs> it's just a goldfish cracker with abs. <laughs> Imperious snacks. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, wow. Imperious Snacks is the episode title. <laughs> Imperious Snacks. Yes. Good, good, good. I'm, With an X. I'm just glad it's not Pornbub. Yeah. Yes. So. I mean, look, these are both going to show up at our merch store. They have to. <laughs> they have to. Yeah. Dr. Mirage, number four. Uh, we see the second death of Dr. Mirage, maybe, kind of, sort of, and then her... Buddy pulls her out of this giant Egyptian god's stomach, and they decide to try again, which is maybe a bad idea. Okay. Uh, Black Stars Above. I'm going to break format on this one because it's a number one. This is a new vault series um, set in like remote Canada in the 1800s, I believe, following a woman who is of French and indigenous descent. Uh, her family runs this fur trapping operation and capitalism is happening and putting them out of business and also because the trading post coming in won't trade, they will only take money. Um, and because they are of indigenous descent, at least her, I think her mother is, um, the amount of trading they're willing to do with them, well, the, the amount of trading for money that people will do with them is limited so they're kind of screwed uh and also animals are not as uh prevalent as they once were they basically arrange her a marriage and are like we're gonna move and you can have the house and this is your problem now so she agrees to deliver a box that she's told not to open to the next town to the north and uh mysterious shit happens like eldritch horror ish maybe set against this like really bleak despondent it's vault it's very good yeah very pretty next week's books to read there next week's books to read Mm -hmm. i am absolutely gobsmacked that i am the only one who put this one on their list i'm looking at you brian well to be fair i like have looked at next week's books for like all of 20 seconds jeff lemire dennis cowan bill sinkovich okay the question the deaths of vic sage yeah that would okay i didn't didn't get that far yes that's on brian's list okay done yeah it's on the Yes, the Vic Sage. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. Four issue black label series. Everything about this makes me happy. Oh, yeah. The question as a black label series? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Lemire and Sinkevich and yeah. Cowan on it together? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. So good. Um, there's one that all of us are going to read. That is Deadpool number one. Yeah. 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 Well, duh. Duh. Kelly Thompson, Deadpool, and... Not just Kelly Thompson. Okay, Kelly Thompson, Thompson, Chris Boccolo. Chris Boccolo. Fuck! Deadpool. That's gonna be good. And and who is the other character in this? Elsa Bloodstone. Oh, right, you did say... Yeah, you told us that. Yeah. Which, Kelly Thompson's Elsa Bloodstone in her Jessica Jones book is the best Elsa Bloodstone. Maybe even counting next week. What? So I, I think that Brian was maybe going to try and step back from some Deadpool for a bit. Yeah, and but not, I can't not get this one. Especially because it has not one, not two, but three Mary Jane variant covers. Three! Ah, uh, ah! Uh. Stop it, Alex! Ah, uh, ah! Uh. Uh. Really? Yes, and yes, yes. 
Yes, yes, and. And most importantly, the most uh, beloved Marvel character of this oh. or any other decade. <gasps> oh my, no. This is, one, I, I know which one. I'm getting the Elsa one. Yeah, oh, you're getting, okay. I mean, come that one, on. That one, that one is the perfect one. That is the right choice for the record. Yeah. Show me. Also, Jeff the Land Shark. I was going to say Jeff the Land Shark. Yeah. Yep, that's yes, the one. It's, it's that's the, the correct tone, one. It's the old Copper Tone ad with Jeff the Land Shark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I sent this image to you guys like a you month did. ago. You did. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I think one of them is like exclusive to okay. yeah. Comic Shop. But yeah. 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 Um, but yes, Deadpool. Deadpool, very good. Yep. I can tell you now. I don't need to read it to know it's good, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen. Mm-hmm. Heartbeat number one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is about a young teenage girl in high school who probably falls in love with a boy. Um, but that boy may or may not be a vampire. There's something to do with him um, liking the taste of blood. I don't know if it's because he's just a fucked up individual or he's a vampire. So this may or may not be Scary Twilight. Is he a vampire or is he an eyeball licker? The world may never know. Fuck you, Alex. How many licks does it take to get to the center? I hope I never know. <laughs> Three. I hope uh, I know. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <gasps> Fuck. <sighs> Brian, mm-hmm. Heart Attack number one. So yeah, this is a new image book. Um, and essentially, um, so this is like a future where gene therapy has like saved people from disease and stuff, but it has also introduced like these essentially like mutants, right? With yeah. that, that are that have powers. Um, but because they're so different, um, they basically the government says, Yeah, you have no rights, we're going to control you and own you and you don't yeah. Because you're too dangerous. Well, there's two that are kind of on the run. Two teenagers that are kind of on the run and they meet each other. Mm -hmm. And apparently develop like even more powerful powers together than they had separately. And this is kind of going to be that. And it sounds kind of cool. That does sound good. Yeah. I have one more absolute carnage one shot on my list. Do you know why? Because it's Captain Marvel? More importantly, it's Chewie. Chewie gets carnage and Captain Marvel has to say. <gasps> oh no. Wow. Oh no. Oh. Yep. Symbiote flurkin. Terrifying. Absolute flurkage. <laughs> absolute flurkage. <laughs> Cute. And Brian. Uh-huh. Here we are. Yeah. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I mean, come on, it's a it's a it's They basically put on the cover, Brian is buying this book. It's it's Tim Seeley writing a Masters of the Universe book. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry, not Masters of the Universe. He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. Yes. Oh, you said universe earlier. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually yeah, I mean, I, that's cuz that's the classic name. Yeah. I just yeah. But it's actually yeah, it's He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. And who has to save them all, Brian? Uh, Prince Keldor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? If the Skeletor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So good. I seen ya. Yeah. yeah. So hence the multiverse. I'm sure that that's where that's coming in. Is, yeah. yeah. It's right. gotta be. Yeah. 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 Sounds cool though. I, yeah, and like the, if you look at the the cover, the, the like the art in this looks like it's going to be gorgeous. It too. does, yeah. Excellent. Anything else? Nope. nope. Anything anyone wants to announce or plug? Nope. No. Uh, yeah, the usual things. The usual yeah. stuff. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro. Uh, if you want to visit us at panelologypodcast.com and submit questions, you can do that. You can support us on Patreon. You can get merch from us at bit.ly slash panelology merch. Um, we need to make Pornbub a thing. Pornbub, yeah. 
Yep. So so keep an eye out because Pornbub will be coming to our shop. <laughs> and and also we... uh, the uh, the Imperial snacks. <laughs> we need to see if Pornbub.com is available. Oh my god! Look, I'll 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 fall on this sword. Yep. Uh, Claws. <laughs> Sword, soul sword. Oh, hey, falling on the sword. That's, is that a euphemism? Yeah. Hey, yes. <laughs> Incognito tat. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. Sorry. And I'm Brian. You it's know what? free. We can have it. Is it? All right. Listen for future updates on that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm Brian, and you know what? Go read comics. Mm-hmm.